Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the king of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Wrestle Talk. Hello, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Ollie Davis, and I'm joined. Luke hello, Swamp Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? Oh, there's uh, I don't really know. I feel like it, it, yesterday it felt like the end of school term. It did a bit, or, didn't or it? Or the start of something big. It was yeah. kind of like this calm before the storm when Laurie went home, when Adam went home, when you went home. I was saying bye as if I wasn't going to see you for a while. Yeah. Because we decided to do the work from home policy. Uh, only come in if you're recording a video or a podcast Which like means we are today. Adam's never here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, interesting times. But we're, we're trying to make the best of it, as you'll see with our huge announcement in this show. Indeed. Yeah, you're going to get the audio version of that huge announcement um, with William Osprey, which we're very, very excited about. It's coming up on Monday. Um, yeah, there'll be links to everything and all that you need to find out in the uh, podcast description. But we're going to talk about how Steve Carino virus has been affecting so, so many things. Mm. Uh, because the wrestling world is in crisis. Here is the show. Yeah, so uh, a lot of wrestling shows have been cancelled uh, or are on the perhaps brink of being cancelled. There was a big meeting between WWE and Tampa Bay officials yesterday. Uh, so the latest on the WrestleMania thing is that uh, WWE have put out a statement that said, while we remain committed to hosting WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday, April 5th, we are putting contingency plans in place in the event that it is cancelled by government officials, civil authorities and or local venues. The health and safety of our fans performers and employees are our top priority and are monitoring the situation closely with our partners and government officials in Tampa Bay. So I watched the live streamed announcement of the Tampa Bay 
kind of meeting, that secret crisis meeting that they had. Apparently Vince McMahon was there. Mm -hmm. And they said they came out and they, they canceled the St. Patrick's Day Parade. They canceled a number of other events, which falls in line with other huge events that have been canceled around the States and the world, really. And then they came on to WWE and WrestleMania. Yeah. Like it was this separate thing. <laughs> like they've got to, you know, that. oh yeah, but you know, WrestleMania, we've that, decided yeah. not to pull the trigger. No, sorry, not to pull the event, they said. Yeah. Not to pull the plug. Uh, trigger would be the other way around. <laughs> and they, they have a week. They have a week to decide, and then we will reconvene in a week's time to have another crisis meeting to put more plans in place. To me, that says WWE were like, do not cancel the event. Do not cancel the event. To such a bullying degree, Separate to like the NHL and the MLB, who yep. have just delayed things. Yep. Even the XFL's been delayed. So they, I think the people there were like, oh, okay, well, I mean, it's not, this is my speculation, it's not going ahead. Yeah. But all right, if you, if you want to announce it yourselves, I think they probably think, oh, they want to make the announcement themselves. Yeah. But I think WWE are like, no, we're going ahead. No, this is happening. Like, this is 100% happening. I think that, again, this is pure speculation on my part. I think Vince McMahon is the sort of person that it's just like, WrestleMania has never been cancelled or delayed before. He's n he doesn't get told no a lot. And I would argue he's probably not been told no across his entire life. So when someone then says no, he's like, just says no back. So in my mind, the meeting <laughs> went like this. was just like, we're cancelling the event. No. But no, we're, we're, we're cancelling the event. No, you're not. Yeah, no. No, no, you're not, no. Oh. Well, I mean, and if you do, WrestleMania's never coming here again. Uh, and I said this in my breaking news video yesterday. That excellent breaking Thank news Thank you. <laughs> but Vince McMahon is, he hates sickness. Mm -hmm. This is like his worst nightmare. It's yeah. his own enemy come <laughs> to face him in a, it's a WrestleMania headlining clash in itself. Yeah. But the, yeah, I, it's, you look at the, the business deals with Saudi Arabia, everything that's been reported over the years, Vince doesn't like it when real world issues sort of infect his wrestling bubble. He's in his own little world there. So he was gonna, he's going to press it on regardless. And there's also quite an admirable, I've always found it admirable, the show must go on mentality. Yeah. And you see that where, you know, like, you know, Triple H finishing that match, even though he had like the torn quad no quads, no yeah. legs left. And Vince McMahon himself walking down to the ring, tearing all his legs. Yeah. yeah. And then still cutting a promo sitting down. That is like, that is old school showbiz. Yeah. And I love that about wrestling. You know, sometimes you know, it's it dangerous, but there's, there's kind of a, a hero's mentality to it that, that is enormously appealing to me. However, in this instance, I think it's hugely socially irresponsible and it actually doesn't apply here. Yeah, it's, it just seems so weird that everyone else is doing it apart from WrestleMania. And it's not like WrestleMania is bigger than anything else. Like, it's not as big as Coachella. Coachella is not going ahead. E3's not going ahead. There's all of these things going ahead, but WrestleMania, as it currently stands, is still happening. A uh, poor friend of mine, was, it was going to be his first WrestleMania. Uh. They've spent, like, all of their money, like, getting across. I was texting him this morning. He's absolutely, like, I think he's already resigned to the fact that it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think everyone should prepare for that eventuality. Just to, on, on the size of those other events that have been cancelled, yeah, a lot more footfall, a lot more money brought into the local economy. I saw mm -hmm. the a sort of cost analysis of South by Southwest typically brings in 400 million for Austin, Texas over the course of the event. Whereas WrestleMania, 
on average, brings in about 150 million to the local area. Yeah. And you know, people using hotels, going to restaurants, out to bars. So much, like you said, much, much bigger and more significant events are being canceled. But wrestling exists in its own weird carny bubble. Where it's the most important thing in the world. Particularly, WrestleMania is the most important thing in the world. Mm. There's an interesting note as well from The Observer, because like Dave has done, you know, we, we praise Meltzer a lot on, on this magazine show in particular, because we record this the day after The Observer comes out, which is why a lot of The Observer stuff gets featured in this. This week's issue has got extensive coverage on every show that's been affected by the coronavirus. Two full obituaries. <laughs> as well as all of the regular news and reviews that he does. Like about after page upon page upon page, he then goes, Elimination Chamber took place on Sunday. Here's <laughs> a full review of it. The man's work ethic yeah. is incredible. But anyways, this is from The Observer. For WWE, it looks like the Walter versus Finn Balor match at the planned NXT TakeOver show is off, even if the show does happen. Because one of the travel, ram travel ramifications is that non-US citizens or residents of EU areas aren't allowed into the UK. So anyone who was in Germany last week, which includes Walter and Alexander Wolf, won't be allowed in unless somehow they find a way around those regulations. Because of this, it's impossible for WXW talent, uh, WXW to get talent into the US right now, and its show over WrestleMania week has been canceled. So first off, that's, you know, there's so, I, I, I feel like we need, let's qualify this now. When we say, well, that's unfortunate, we're not gonna get Walter versus Finn Balor. It's relatively unfortunate. People are dying. <laughs> That's the real story. We're, we're just going to talk about our own little bubble now after yeah. criticising <laughs> WWE for doing the same. But otherwise, we'll just get tripped up on, on all the sort of Indeed. You know, the actual more important things. But the other thing is, remember, WrestleMania isn't just about WrestleMania anymore. Since they made it a five-day travel destination, since, I don't when was that? WrestleMania 33, 34? Uh, yeah, something around. I think it might have been before. No, no, it was well before. Yeah, that it feels so. like well, over well five before, years. When, like, independent <laughs> wrestling shows would start to... Because I think it was, like, ten years ago or so, mm. we were trying to shut down all of those shows in the local area. Because you'll have Hall of Fame, you'll have... NXT TakeOver, Access, WrestleMania, Raw, and SmackDown. Like this huge five, it's Christmas for wrestling fans. Yeah. And it's, it's a holiday destination now. And loads of other independent wrestling promotions and wrestlers get a lot of work around them. Oh yeah. They were, like the, there were stories about, I think it was Will Ospreay and maybe Zach a couple of years ago. They worked like eight shows in three days. Yeah. And they were paid handsomely for it. WrestleMania weekend is like this November and December for retail markets, for wrestlers, like yeah. for, for So that a, a lot of money, wrestling promoters, small wrestling promotions and independent wrestlers will earn the bulk of their earnings for the year in those five days. <clears throat> Just because that's when interest in wrestling is at its highest. And now there's no way that stuff's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, some shows like Progress have announced their show is still going ahead of WrestleMania weekend, but it, I don't know if they are now. Like, I think they are sort of like still plowing forward, but with the sort of inevitability of like, it's likely not going to happen. And, you know, those, we were talking about how sort of like, we were talking about this in the office yesterday, that sort of like WrestleMania atmosphere is often caused by the international fans that fly over. With traveling the, crowd. The traveling crowd. That traveling crowd can't get there because the, the US travel ban is for more than 30 days, which is more than, you know, less time than it is until WrestleMania, which means that that huge, it's the UK fans can get there, but no other country can. Yeah, and I, I, we should have talked about this sooner. It's weird because we're recording this bit 
of the show before we've actually even recorded the thing with Will <laughs> and announced it. Yeah. Uh, kind of slipped my mind. But that's why we're doing the show on Monday. Originally, we were going to put Wrestle Talk, uh, our first ever Wrestle Talk. Battle of Brit Rest show. Not standing operation. On, on Monday, where we had loads of different promotions coming in and doing a showcase thing, yeah. and we'd host a podcast. We cancelled that event, you know, before everyone else started cancelling <laughs> their events. <laughs> a couple of days before. We cancelled their event before that Doom gig got cancelled, which now I can't go to and I'm gutted about it. We were cancelling stuff before it was cool. <laughs> and. Uh, Will Ospreay got in touch with us and was yeah. like, I've got this idea because, you know, these wrestlers are going to lose out on a lot of stuff and they're not going to get bookings. Yeah. You, you, which, they're the, they're the real, you know, they're the lifeblood of the industry. Yeah. And it, he said, I want to put on no fans, I think it was Thursday by that point, uh, which is just be an empty arena show where he gets, he gets all, like some UK wrestlers to, to wrestle each other and we'll just do it as a kind of live aid for wrestling thing. And I was like, we kind of have a venue booked and yeah. a ring already there. Yeah, it's, it's, almost, it's for, I don't want to use the word fortuitous, but sort of like how these two things sort of came together mm. was like, huh, life has provided us with lemons, so let's put on a wrestling show. Yeah, that, and let's make it all about helping the wrestling industry. 100%. I know there are, again, qualifying. I know there's way more significant things out there. Yeah. Healthcare support all these things but for us we're, we're just this is our battle that we're choosing we're supporting the wrestling industry so the best thing you can do go over and watch mine and will's announcement video of that show it's going to be at 7 p.m gmt on monday we're going to live stream it uh you can send in donations all the donations and profits from the show everyone's kind of working for free yeah uh, and proceeds from the support wrestling screw coronavirus t-shirt will be split equally among all the wrestlers and crew that work on that card. Not us. Not us, no. Not, absolutely uh, not us, because it's all about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about them. And we're, yeah, we'll, uh, it's going to be at 7 p.m. GMT, which is 3 p.m. EST and midday PST. So tune in and send in your support. And go over to WrestleTalkMerch.com as well and get your T-shirt, your official Support Wrestling Screw Coronavirus T-shirt, all the proceeds. Get, get split between the wrestlers. Indeed. Um, yeah, but sorry, carry on. Yes, so we've got uh, some other shows that have been cancelled or slightly moved. So SmackDown, uh, this coming Friday, SmackDown, or tonight, SmackDown, in fact, mm. is going to air live as regularly scheduled, but will emanate from WWE's training facility in Orlando, Florida, 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 with only essential personnel in attendance. Now, this was reported on Wednesday, and WWE denied it, even though they had told talent that it was happening, and it's already started to send emails out. Xavier Woods was making a joke about it, being like, I don't know where I'm supposed to be uh, on this coming Friday. I'm coming out to Twitter because you guys apparently know more than I do. WWE denied it and then made it official to be like, yeah, no, it is. That is the case. Can I have a this company? <laughs> for it. It's yours. No, you go for it. No, no, no. It's your, I want you to say it. This company. This company. <laughs> what a carny freaking move. Yeah, to not announce it. Well, to, to deny it, be like, no, 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 it is still happening on that day. And then at the, so be like, oh, yeah, no, okay, it is going to happen at the training centre. People buy tickets to that show. Yeah. Like, just uh, I, I, to, to do one thing and then deny it when you're going to announce it the next day, it's such a disregard for the most loyal members of your fan base who have bought tickets to go to the event. 
So, uh, Ring of Honor, after much consideration and cons uh, consolation uh, with local officials regarding coronavirus, ROH has decided to cancel this weekend's 18th anniversary show and past versus present shows from Sam's Town uh, live in Las Vegas. Um, yeah, so they have canceled their shows from this weekend. OTT announced this week that they have canceled Scrappermania, which was going to be headlined by David Starr and John Moxley. This came after the government gave advice that all indoor gatherings of more than 100 people should be canceled. I think Ireland, where that promotion is, uh, are doing, you know, they're, they're doing it right. They're, take, they're getting ahead of this, they're being proactive and shutting down a lot of events. Yeah. Um, David Starr will hopefully be wrestling on the show yes. uh, against, hopefully. Our boy, Callum Newman. Yeah, right. so excited for that. Uh, yeah, in fact, actually, so <laughs> OTT, well, some fans have actually got together to make the sort of like support OTT thing and make sure that some of the boys still get the, the money that they would have made from that show. John Moxley himself donated a thousand euros to that, um, the, the proceeds for that. Stand up guy. Stand up guy. Did the currency conversion. Everything. <laughs> uh, the XFL. Um, this is the statement they've made. Currently, the XFL will not be playing in its uh, playing its regular season games. However, all players will be paid their base salary and benefits for the 2020 regular season. All XFL ticket holders will be issued refunds or credits towards future games. The XFL is committed to playing a full season in 2021 and future years. So the XFL is also cancelling their you know the the games that they've got coming up. Um, although apparently the ratings for it are really bottoming out mm. at the moment. Yeah, it might, be, it might have come at a fortuitous time, a silver lining there. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's, you know, you can, you can make all the planning in the world and something like this hits it. But the XFL is, is kind of one of the, it's, it's a huge story. Yeah. There's so many huge stories. That's been overshadowed. That's definitely one to watch because yeah. Vince put a lot of money into that. He sold a lot of his shares mm. in WWE to get to that, which actually is also a big story this week because there are some people that are trying to sue WWE over their sort of like lying about share prices and, and things like that. Uh, Andy was watching the press conference live stream yesterday uh, in the office and I was watching the live stock value <laughs> of WWE. <laughs> uh, yeah, it dropped... Um, it dropped 14% uh, over the course of the day. Interestingly, it went down about 2%. It bounced back 2% when they said that it's still going ahead. Yeah. Or that you've got a week to decide. Right. Well, well, yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So uh, the other company, AEW. Um, so they took a little while to announce theirs. I'm going to assume because they were putting plans in place because Ticketmaster announced like Thursday during that, actually pretty much while we were recording our AEW live stream, we were getting messages from people saying AEW would cancel their show, but we couldn't find any official word on that. But according to Ticketmaster, if you'd gone to their website, they'd had sent an email out to people who bought tickets to say the show has been cancelled. Um, apparently that came from the arena itself, had said, we're not putting this show on anymore. AEW put out a statement later on to say, as a precautionary measure against COVID-19, we are relocating next week's AEW Dynamite uh, from Rochester, New York, and it's being moved to Jacksonville, Florida. The show will be televised live on TNT from Daly's Palace and be managed under a restricted attendance policy. The Dynamite show in Rochester will be rescheduled for Wednesday, July 8th at Blue Cross Arena. Fans have already purchased the tickets can offer get a refund or blah, 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 blah. In addition, the Dynamite show on March 25th from the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey will relocate to a new venue new venue which will be announced shortly this show will be televised on TNT and be managed under a restricted attendance policy so that's blood and guts yeah. two big shows there one of which was to... going to be the Brody Lee's yeah, yeah. the exalted one reveal and so if you're thinking wait a second you just called out WWE for you know holding off the announcement on the Smackdown stuff sounds like AEW were already aware they were going to cancel it 
uh, because yeah. of Ticketmaster. AEW never denied it though. That's that they 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 just waited to come out a few hours really yeah. after the Ticketmaster stuff and announce it themselves. Whereas WWE actively denied it. That's I think that is a very significant difference. This is from the Observer uh, at this week's Dynamite. Tony Khan told all talent and the staff that everyone is under no pressure to work next week's show. So there was the rumours at yesterday at Wednesday's Dynamite that the show next week could be cancelled or moved. Tony Khan told them there's no pressure to work next week's show. He said that anyone who feels any illness or stressed about travel, that it is fine to stay home. He said that no one will be judged uh, by the decision uh, they make and no one will lose their spot or push over it. That's really nice to hear. New Japan, there's no official returns, but New Japan cancelled the rest of the New Japan tournament events through uh, March 21st. New Japan's next show was scheduled for March 31st at the Sumo Hall in Tokyo, but all of the angles were going to be filmed during the New Japan Cup, so they don't know what's going to be happening there. Uh, Bushi Road, the parent company of New Japan and Stardom, has got a lot of, a lot of praise in Japan from all uh, those inside from being ahead of the curve when it mm. came to having employees work from home and letting people know health is the, health is the priority. PWG, out of concern for the safety of our fans' performers and to comply with California's new policy of gatherings of 250 people or more, PWG will be postponing our event Kobe, which was scheduled for March 29th, 2020. While we do have a rescheduled date planned for Kobe due to the fluidity of the global pandemic, we will assess the situation and make an announcement as soon as possible. So those are all the shows that are currently affected, that have been cancelled, postponed, moved into smaller venues. Smackdown this week is going to be a fascinating watch because it will be an empty arena show. I might watch it. <laughs> this is the first time yeah. I'm going to watch it. And that ties into uh, something I want to talk about, which is how can the promotions get around this? Because WWE really seriously are facing either cancelling WrestleMania because... So the two options are cancel WrestleMania or postpone WrestleMania. You postpone it, that is a very difficult logistical feat. Yeah. You've got to, first of all, you've got to pick a date where you think that the whole containment issue is going to be over. And then you've got to then book an arena. And the, the arenas aren't just sitting there empty. No. They're locked up for probably a year in advance. And in all of that, you've got to try and extend out the feuds and stuff that you've got. <clears throat> to reach that new date. That's it, that's it. So how can WWE fix WrestleMania? Now, I think, and, and this is this is various business journals have made the same assumption, and this is this, this is by no means clear cut, but it's 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 a likely possibility going off previous sort of financial crashes and big disastrous events. And that is Stuff that makes people leave the house, businesses that rely on that, aren't that, like, do very, are affected very, very significantly. Stuff that people can consume inside the house, so food deliveries to your door, Amazon Prime stuff, streaming services, TV, YouTube, all of that is going to likely increase. Mm -hmm. Advertiser spend will be redirected from, like, the out external media to home entertainment media because they know that's where the eyeball's going to be. I think we will see WWE ratings increase mm. over the next few weeks. This is my prediction. And to capitalise on that, you just, just lean into it. I think you put on some of the best programming and huge matches that you can do and spread it out over the next two months of WWE programming. You get rid of WrestleMania. 
Instead, on Sunday the 5th of April, you air something like WWE Pandemic. <laughs> I'm being serious. Well, they just sit around and play that tabletop game, no, Pandemic. No. <laughs> oh no, there's another outbreak. WWE outbreak. I've got a few names here. I think you lean into it because wrestling has that kind of, like we were talking about earlier, it's a different world where you can, it's more tongue in cheek, it's more campy. You can get away with on the nose stuff like this. After 9-11, WWE put on a show like Screw you, terrorism! Well, they also did put on that show where Stephanie McMahon said, this is just as bad as when the government came after my dad. Well, there's no argument about that. <laughs> so I think in the next two months, you make WWE, Raw and SmackDown, because it's going to be weird to stage it in the arenas, you bring it inside a TV studio, you make NWA power. Which actually, you know, that's kind of what they're looking to do with the Performance Center and Credit to them as well. Like, so NXT this week took place from the Performance Center because I don't think they could get access to Full Sail. They made it look really good. Like, it actually genuinely looked like not too dissimilar to Full Sail. So they have the technology, they have the capabilities to, to make it look good and have it with sort of like a smaller crowd or, you know, in the case of SmackDown, no crowd. It's just going to be, man, it's, I was listening to a podcast today that was talking about um, the big... Um, I'm, I'm going to expose my lack of knowledge here. Hmm. A big football game in Italy between two very big teams that do a, they did a big football, and it's a big, important football big. And that was done in an indoor arena with no fans, but they still aired it you know, on TV. And the Ellis James, who was uh, watching it, said, like, it was so weird to watch because it felt like watching a load of lads play indoor football <laughs> five-a-side because you just hear all of the echoes. You hear... What they, oh, we're going to yeah. hear what the wrestlers are saying. Ooh, we're that's like, a very interesting. We're point. likely well, you can mic it properly. Yeah, but we are likely going like, to because like, the sound is going to bounce off mm. everywhere. You might hear them call spots. You might hear them, you know, hear what they're saying in the ring during matches. It's going to be a really, really bizarre time to be a wrestling uh -huh. fan. But it's not the worst thing in the world. Like it's if that's the sacrifice you've got to make, then cool like it's not the worst thing in the world yeah i think it, wwe are very very good at the most high production value product they have very creative people here this is definitely a massive obstacle but the the solution shouldn't be to continue what you've been doing and modify that to fit this it should be to innovate find something new so what like just off the top of my head you turn it into you turn the performance center into a bunker. Mm -hmm. You dress it up like a bunker. It makes it feel like a, a nuclear holocaust has happened above ground, and you create this world where all the wrestlers are here fighting for supremacy. <laughs> look, look, I'm not saying you overtly do this as a storyline, but you get across that general <laughs> sense of yeah. just bunker down mentality. You don't have an audience, but you have a roster of wrestlers. You put the wrestlers in the crowd. They shout out stuff to encourage they're friends. You build factions. Instead of cutting to the commentary desk or stuff, you do make it more like NWA power. You make it like old ECW. You have Paul Heyman or someone interviewing, make the promos more naturalistic, more real. You can really lean into this. You can, and, and I know that I, th I think it's going to be weird at first. Put some canned laughter and applause in. I mean, these are all grand ideas. What they're going to do is the exact same TV show, but in front of no audience. 
like that that's <laughs> what we've got to expect from this. I honestly, yeah. and I love your enthusiasm, I really do. It's one of my favorite things about you, and I love it when you get so into an idea that you're like, this is definitely what we should do. There is 100% no way they are going to do WWE in a bunker. <laughs> it's like in your house. <laughs> exactly. They're not going to do. So they are just going to do the exact same show that we're going to do normally, but with no audience there. Yeah. Well, just to, just to, so what about the storylines? Because currently we're faced with Goldberg as the champion until whenever WrestleMania the, happens. The summer. Uh, Alex McCarthy said June and July are looking like prospects. I think that's... If you're going to postpone it and it's okay by then, you absorb money in the bank into WrestleMania. Yeah. You bring the money in the bank match into the WrestleMania card. But you can't, you cannot delay these feuds. I think you're going to have to pay these off within the month. Goldberg should face Roman Reigns for the title on SmackDown on TV and drop it to him. John Cena should have his match with The Fiend. Edge versus Orton should happen in the next few weeks. We can't draw this out anymore. It's going to turn viewers off. And you're going to have a huge curiosity factor and a large, captive, quarantined audience at home looking for stuff to watch. Draw them in. Stagger these matches out over the next few weeks. We were talking about, um, you know, the last, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago, the possibility of WrestleMania being on television. You know, being this sort of like, rather than being on the network, rather than being on pay-per-view. By the way, the reports are that WWE are still trying to get onto traditional pay-per-view as opposed to on the network. Fox, yeah. For all those people that said we were clickbaiting. Um, <laughs> you know, do these as like specials. So you could essentially pepper WrestleMania across various different networks. You could have Goldberg versus Reigns as a match on Fox. So it's just, you present it as WWE presents Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the Universal Championship. WWE presents The Fiend versus John Cena, and you just have them on different channels, on different networks, and that's how you do this year's WrestleMania, is you just sort of spread it across, and you do it as multiple matches across various different places. This is a huge opportunity, if you can see it as such. Yeah, to draw more eyes in on the product. No, do you want to do the jingle? It's Raiden's War, <laughs> hallelujah, it's a Raiden's War, Bam. So, um, it's a weird week, this one, because by the looks of it, looking at the sort of the demographics and everything, the younger demographic that would usually be tuning into watching wrestling was watching other stuff. They were watching coronavirus coverage, they were watching uh, Trump's speech about it and everything, and that has affected mm. the viewing patterns. Most uh, prominently in AEW, which dropped 15% this week to 766,000 viewers, and all of that was in that 18 to 49 demographic. Dropped 25% in that. It's their second, a second lowest number ever in that category, nearly matching what they did on December 18th. That sort of disastrous mm. December 18th show where Tony Khan massively stepped in. Uh, to sort of like take over and oversee the creative portion. So that's kind of like what everyone is theorizing is what it is because the over 50 demographic did not change for either show. So they were still, we're just going to watch wrestling. They're more ingrained in their habits potentially. Exactly. Uh, I, I must say, I did just say, I ex my prediction is ratings are going to increase a lot over the next few weeks. I don't mean now mm. because the, everyone's sort of in that week to two week period of taking this very seriously. They probably, like me, I imagine a lot like you, can't get enough news or information about it. It's like your brain just wants to absorb as much stuff as possible, as helpful or not as it is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, in, in a week, two weeks, when people are stuck at home, they're 
People are going to get bored of coronavirus coverage. Oh, yeah, they are. I mean, I'd, say, I'd argue that people are already, some people are already tired of it. They've been like, I mean, because you know, it's been going on for like a month or so now, you know, two months, whatever it is. BBC, man, have been hounded um, by viewers to be like, you talk about too much. You talk too much. You never shut mm. up. So it is people aren't going to get tired of talking about it, and they aren't going to look for other forms of entertainment. And that's where you're right. You might find uh, NXT was down just three uh, percent this week to uh, 697,000 viewers. Um, again, all the the over 50s were still there to watch the More show. Loyal. Uh, but it is think. NXT's lowest number uh, in the 18 to 49 demographic since January 15th. Yeah, I, I see that as a win for NXT overall. I said a win, absolutely, yeah, yeah, completely. WWE backstage, 35,000. Oh, <laughs> So, um, you know, down from last week, but up from the, the replay, um, it's been pointed out that uh, its counterpart, you know, the, the program that it effectively replaced, the UFC version of it, never went below 90,000 viewers. So WWE at this point it would be lucky oh. to, to get to 90,000 viewers. Uh, so that is all of the ratings chat. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Now, on Monday, we were meant to put on our first ever live wrestling show. But unfortunately, due to worldwide outbreaks of viral infections, we had to postpone it, which means there's going to be no fans there. But we had a venue just sitting there on Monday, and then this guy got in touch mm -hmm. to suggest WrestleTalk Showcase 
No Fans Monday. Tell them what it is, Will. Well, my idea was is that uh, a lot of people are now in self-isolation. Loads of people are a little bit worried about this. And a lot of independent wrestlers rely on these bookings to make their living, to pay their bills, to eat their food. Uh, they need this money and they need to be able to wrestle. So I thought, well, why don't we just put on just a nice dream match card full of loads of independent wrestlers and just put it out there live on YouTube. But I just did not know where to start. So this is why I got in contact with you and WrestleTalk have been incredible of just harnessing years of years of backyard wrestling that we used to put on YouTube. And now we're going to do it live. I'm going to go back to the backyard in a weird way. <laughs> and it's going to be all of the proceeds from your super chats on that stream to all the advertising revenue. I doubt there will be much because, you know, coronavirus, all of that will be put into a pot and it will be split equally among all the wrestlers on that card, all the, the film crew and the commentators and the referees that are working there, all free of charge to put on this show for you. <coughs> <laughs> and it's going to be at 7 p.m. GMT live streamed here in the UK, which means it's on at 3 p.m. for you in the States on the Eastern Seaboard and midday for you and Pacific Standard Time as well. So hopefully you'll probably be at home anyway, self-isolating and you can join in to watch what is currently, of course, card subject to Corona. Yep. A very good card. So how about we just announce one of the matches right now is David Starr versus Callum Newman, my little protege who's coming back. We're going to do that match. What about Conor Mills, one of the most upstart British wrestlers right now against Carl Fletcher, the Aussie Arrow? How about we got the OJMO versus Paul Robinson? How about Rampage and Nathan Cruz teaming up against Robbie X and Kid Lycos 2? Uh, there'll be more matches announced, but there's one thing I wanted to do. Usually I don't wrestle that much in England and I really wanted to wrestle someone new, someone that I've never faced before. And I always like to sink my teeth into something that's always just a little bit, oh, I don't know, Will. So for the first time ever, I will be wrestling my girlfriend, B Priestley. Yep. I am going to be one-on-one -on -one with my missus. And I think there's a lot of built-up tension between the two of us because we haven't seen each other in a while. And I know she wants to beat me up. I want to get her. I don't want, I love her too much. But I just. I know I'm a pain in the ass sometimes. I know this is going to be an outstanding card. There's still more matches to be announced. Still more wrestlers to be announced because everyone just wants to come in and get involved. And that's the kind of thing you guys, you fans at home, have been wonderful. You guys have been awesome. So we want to give something back to you. The show is completely free. It's going to be live on YouTube. So anything you guys can do just to help support all these independent wrestlers, it just means the world to all of them. And they just want to give back to you guys. And you can actually start supporting this project right now. now? Because if you go over to WrestleTalkMerch.com, you can get yourself a support wrestling Screw coronavirus t-shirts! Well, all the profits, again, will be put into this pot and will go back to the very people that make this business as great as it is, the professional wrestlers themselves. 
And also we've got a support at wrestletalk.com email address set up. So send in if you want to be involved. If you're a wrestler or a promotion, you know, we're hoping that this can grow if that first one goes better because unfortunately it seems like this isn't going to go away anytime soon. We could be looking up to two to three months of no shows around the world. So let's just do more of them, hopefully. I've got some crazy ideas. If you guys are up for it, I'm up for it as well. We are up for it. Should we... Should we shake no, on this? absolutely not. We can do this. We can do this. We can do this. Cool. We can do that. So go over to WrestleTalkMerch.com now. Set a reminder for Monday evening slash midday if you're in the States. Because we're going to do WrestleTalk Showcase No Fans Monday. you want to submit a question to the mailbag all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on patreon at any dollar amounts and submit your question to the mailbag by going to the community tab i think i'm getting this one out wrong it's a very weird day for us here mm. recording this is going to feel like a very disjointed episode of the magazine show as well i apologize for podcast listeners um in the community section labeled mailbag do not email me i will just lose it up first the zornice hello you consistent people Imagine, for all of 2020, and maybe part of 2021, Cody tries to get a rematch with MJF, but he heelishly denies it. MJF, not Cody. Uh, both do very well in AEW otherwise, but MJF never stops teasing Cody, and Cody gets more and more upset and obsessed so much it endangers him being a babyface. Uh, but Cody never turns. In fact, both do so well, they're both contenders for the belt. Of course, Cody does not mm. challenge. He even refuses to ch uh, the challenges from the champ. But MJF does not have these resentments. And finally, in 2021, MJF becomes challenged champion and he challenges oh. Cody. So Cody has to decide keeping his word or getting his revenge. How would you have Ollie's brother decide? Man, that's a great storyline. I love that. Uh, weirdly, it still doesn't sit right with me though. Hmm. I just, I, I don't know how you get Cody out of this predicament of not winning the title. Uh, maybe, maybe it's just too early in my head. Uh, I, th I, th I realistically think it should be, you can't do it next year. If you really want to build it, like two, three years is what we're talking here. Yeah. Also, MJF as the champion, even in even next year, I think he needs a lot more work. It's early days. Uh, it's but, early doors. But eventually, a sort of, I know Roddy was never champion, but he could have Roddy Piper levels of heat drawing power. Yeah. So that could be a Huge program. And actually, someone like an MJF, it's interesting. I'd recommend uh, this week's AEW uh, Unrestricted podcast because it's Tony Khan as the guest. And it's it's actually recorded a couple of hours after they made the announcement of their extension with TNT through to 2024. So it is a lot of them talking about like what this means for the wrestlers, what it means for sort of their healthcare packages, what it means for their travel, but also how they've extended some people's contracts already, including MJF, through to that 2024 period. Very wise. So that is, and you know, and MJF's not alone in that. So that means that they've got these talents for the next you know four years where you can do these storylines, so you don't have to rush things. Uh, Dylan Tyrrell Reeve. Hey guys, I don't like asking negative questions, but there's something that's been playing on my mind. Being a proud Irishman, I love seeing Irish wrestlers do well, and the Irish scene is booming. However, when it comes to Becky Lynch and the man character, I just cannot get behind it. I'm not saying this now because of our recent bookings. I genuinely never understood the hype, and I don't get why everyone loves the gimmick so much. Her matches are fine, but nothing special. Her promos, in my opinion, are a bit cringy. And even when she botches something so avoidable, uh, like when she was attacked at Royal Rumble 2019, blah, 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 nobody really batted an eyelid. Whereas if someone like Seth or 
Roman did that, there'd be memes galore made about it. Again, I don't want to be negative, but what am I missing here that everyone else seems to get? I think there's been far more interesting characters that never got half the credit that the man did. Uh, I, so she had that upswell of support. I think it became a definite crowd feeling that Becky, Becky became symbolic of WWE's misbooking when they initially booked her as the heel against Charlotte. So it, it wasn't just we like Becky. It wasn't just Becky is a very good promo and puts on decent matches. It was also screw you WWE. And then, plus a genuine all-time great moment when she's standing there, blooded nose mm -hmm. at the, in the Survivor Series invasion. That, you know, I get, I get a little bit tingly when I think about totally. that. Totally. But unfortunately, two months later, it, it was really just a two-month proper hot run mm -hmm. because then WWE booked her in the ground and it's it's a year and a half a year and three months later yeah now. Uh, but yeah what what are you missing I, I don't know maybe if it didn't connect with you then and it was a brief moment in the grand scheme of things I can't see it picking up no uh, Stephen uh, Cocker or Coker, uh, love you all. So entertaining and enjoyable. Extremely glad you are fully growing again. No question, really. Just wanted to say, Luke and Ollie, you're a couple of Joe Bronies. You mean Joe Bodies? <laughs> Hashtag no Rosbard. Yes, uh, check it out, please, on Parts of Unknown. Tay Peck, hey guys, greetings from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Um, I believe they use uh, Fahrenheit as their um, mm. uh, measurement. That was definitely what we were told. Yes, I, I think that's an actual fact that mm. they don't use Celsius like they're, like we do. I'm actually 100% sure it's the other way around. And little known bit of knowledge, mm -hmm. uh, it's actually part of the United States. Yeah, I've also heard that. Mm. They also have counties mm. and uh, and states, rather, there's apparently provinces, never heard of it, no. Anyway, a new pleasure I'm here. I'm very excited to be on board. I've been listening to you guys for over a year and thoroughly enjoyed all your content. Sorry it took me so long to get on board, apologizing is very Canadian. Huh. Um, my question is for Luke and Ollie specifically. That's a good job we're here. Uh, given that you guys are divided on death triangle, in the office at the very least, if you had a magic wand and create a dream faction of three members of any active wrestling company in the world, who would you include and what would you name it? Keep up the great work. P.S. Ollie's experience with fasting has inspired me to try something similar. Oh. Thanks for the inspiration. Fantastic. Glad to hear it, Tay. Uh, I, my mind immediately went to Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jimmy Jacobs. Oh! Yes, mate, I like that. Which is a tweak of the old Ring of Honor scum faction. Yeah. Uh, because we can't say Steve Kareem <laughs> <laughs> was the third member. Plus, I think now Sami Zayn's proven himself as a heel. Yeah. I think they could be an awesome faction. God, that's really good. I'm, try I'm trying to think who it the is. promos. Oh. Yeah. I'm trying to think who it is because a lot of like my sort of like dream factions are kind of already there. Like, mm. like Undisputed Era is like a bit of a dream faction. You know, I love Death Triangle as a faction together. You know, whether the name, uh, you know, pleases you or not. Those three working together is just like, you know, that's a really great idea. So I'm not really sure on that one. I need to give that some thought. Uh, Edward Bartlett, uh, you guys being British wrestling fans might have some insight here. I came to learning about Jimmy Havoc through MLW. I enjoyed his gimmick so much, I went and got a subscription to Progress's online service and fell in love with his work there. I don't remember ever being so emotionally involved in a storyline as I was with the Osprey Havoc Skirl oh. feud. My question is, do you think AEW knows what they have with him and can they use him <laughs> in a way that I believe he needs to be, uh, needs to be used in order to get over? Uh, I would have said yes last summer because he was being in the mix with Joey Janela and uh, Darby Allen mm. in that three-way, which was so much fun. So much fun. Um, but they haven't used him since. There were the reports that Tony Khan confirmed, didn't he, that there was uh, a scuffle between was Jimmy and Excalibur. And yeah. Excalibur. 
And he, we haven't really seen much of him since. He's been on Dark a lot. But on, on the opening episodes of Dynamite, like he was, or, or on um, uh, Double or, no, All Out, mm -hmm. he was there for that Bret Hart title no, that, no, so that was a double, double or nothing. nothing, but he was—he had the Cracker Barrel Clash at uh, All Out. Yeah, so he, he's gone from being pretty well featured to hardly on TV. Yeah, and yeah, I, it's a shame because I totally agree with you. I think he—he he is very unique. Indeed, I completely agree. Uh, Flame Inc. Live. This is um, it's a bit of a ranty. This one, he uh -oh. admits that it's a rant. I'm getting really tired of people s-wording all over Mixed Match Challenge. <laughs> All of the wrestlers who were in Facebook matches were having fun. There were some amazing matches, and we got to see Lana's first win in that tournament. The money went to good causes, and we got some fun, unique, and even strange team-ups. Will you ever see Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair or the Miz and Asuka team-up? I'll tell you, nowhere else! Uh, this goes for the Cruiserweight Classic. I've seen a lot of people S-word all over that oh, tournament. never. What? No one ever crapped over that tournament. That was routinely celebrated. Yes. Yeah. 205 Live, as a result, has been quite poor. Yeah. But the tournament itself, in fact, if anything, the, the show being so bad has made people appreciate the classic even more. Oh, I think he's saying because 205 Live is so bad, it's retroactively affected I've people. I've never seen I, that. I've not heard I've it. never seen Says that. not my words, but please yeah. tell us whose words they are then, because we'll track them down. And so, yeah, because it goes on to say, you know, as someone we've got Gargano versus Champa, we've got to see Kota Ibushi, uh, the Brian Kendrick, Sabre Jr. made in yeah. the semifinals. I do love, actually one of my favorite things about that tournament is that it was supposed to be the final of Kojo Bushi and Zack Sabre Jr. And both of them went, mm, nah, we're going back to New Japan if that's okay. What, what, that's such a significant tide change yeah. in, the, the, in the industry. Kind of, you know, it, it, was a, it was a ripple before the full AEW wave came a yeah. couple of years beforehand. Because they just fully expected the pair of them to get to sign on. And they were like, mm, no, we're, we're going back to New Japan if that's all right with you. Um, anyway, uh, Oh, where do they get to? Uh, I'm getting sick and tired of all these negative comments about things that, that they never really watch. Uh, also, welcome back, Adam. And Ollie, stop telling Chopper to dance. He's a grown man. He can dance if he wants to. Now, if he wants to, that's another story altogether. <coughs> if so, dance away. Oh, he'll dance. <laughs> Got a punishment music video yeah. coming up. Yeah, oh, I, I mean, dance. so I've never seen anyone retroactively crap over the Cruiserweight Classic. Mixed Match Challenge, I think people crapped over because no one watched it. And it was quite funny how no one watched it. And Facebook paid a lot of money for it and no one watched it. It was and, a failure. But it was a complete failure. And that's, you know, it's, it was like, it was broadly fine, but it was nothing you know, everyone needs to see again. Mm. Um, Especially you say, where else are you going to find team ups like Bobby Roode and Charlotte Flair and The Miz and Asuka? I don't want to see those matchups. <laughs> yeah. I, th th there's a reason I won't see them anywhere else. Yeah. Because they haven't fudged a format to make those things happen. Uh, so, but I, it's great that you like these things. Thumbs up for that. But um, yeah, I do think that the majority of uh, net network exclusive wrestling events isn't good. Ryan Sanderson, hey guys, with Roman Reigns facing Goldberg for the Blue Universal title at WrestleMania, I ask myself this question. How many coronation moments does Roman Reigns need? We've had Sheamus, Triple H, Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and now likely Goldberg. How many times does Roman have to beat a legend and win a world title, or in the case of The Undertaker, a huge WrestleMania win, before he is cemented as a true top guy uh, in a turn that could be used to put over other talents? My question is, do you think the Goldberg match is the last Roman beating the legend part-timer for the title moment? And if not, who does he beat next? Uh, I, no, I don't think it's the last one because I don't think he's the guy. I think that's quite clear. Uh, he, he seems lovely, but he came back from leukemia last year. There was a moment where I was like, actually, he's, he, is he is now going to be the top star. But they, they didn't push him, weirdly. But, uh, but I, didn't, I think 
they didn't want to push him straight back into the main event because that would have caused blowback. So what they've done is they've kept him far away from the main event, but still presented him as the main event of the show, which really undervalued Kofi's run with the belt. And now that he's back into the main event, and you are seeing that blowback to Roman. You know, the I think it wasn't just Roman. I think it was also Goldberg winning the title. Really soured people on... Roman versus Goldberg. So when they came mm -hmm. on to SmackDown, there were chants of "You both suck" mm. because people don't want to see this feud. And I, I agree. Um, I agree with Ryan's comments that Roman has had so many of these coronating moments. Like the, it feels like the past six WrestleManias have been. Well, it can't be six. Can't be, but it feels like a long old time has been. We keep getting these Roman coronation moments. I remember doing a video um, way back when I used to do my sort of like weekly opinion piece on the channel. And it was before WrestleMania, WrestleMania 34, the one that was in New Orleans. And I was like, look, I know we, we're not really all enthused about uh, Roman Reigns being WWE champion, but just let Vince have this. Because once he, beats, once he beats Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, we can move past Roman Reigns getting his coronating moments. And yeah, here we are two years later, and he's still getting those moments. Mm -hmm. So I was clearly wrong on that one. Ked, <laughs> what's up, WrestleTalk? I hear all the time that MJF is a great <laughs> heel, but they rarely talk about his matches. For me, they're average. Uh, what matters more in wrestling, in-ring skills or character work? Ah, oh, interesting question. I, I uh, yeah, I don't think MJF has been given the chance to show what he's about because he's re he doesn't want you to be impressed with his wrestling. No. He wants you to boom. Uh, because he can wrestle, as we saw in that Jungle Boy match, which really blew me away. Yeah. I had no idea he could do that stuff. Uh, so what matters more in wrestling, in-ring skills or character work? I think character work. We yeah. are in a work-rate era, but we're also in an era with no actual genuine mainstream stars. Yep. If someone like The Rock came along now, he could break out and be a mainstream star, and that will drive the entire business up. But someone who's just a very, very good wrestler will never do that. Of course, the true answer is a balance of all these things. But... You can just put them, you can put this very charismatic person in there with great workers to hide their limitations. It's always very interesting here, like legends of the business talk about MJF because they, legends love MJF because. I know that. Exactly, because <laughs> they look at him and be like, oh, he's an actual heel. Yeah. Whereas heels now, are, they act like heels, but then we'll do spots in matches that will pop a crowd, which is what a heel shouldn't be doing. Whereas MJF is just like, no, no, I want this crowd to boo me, so I'm not going to do the stuff that will make them cheer. I'm just going to do all the stuff that would make them boo. I always remember um, a honky-tonk man, one of his shooting interviews with Raven, um, saying like, I love going to a show, and if the crowd start chatting boring at you, like if you put them in a headlock, the crowd start chatting boring at you, that means they're watching. <laughs> so do you know what I do? Just crank it a little bit more and I just hold it on for a little bit longer. Oh, if they're chatting nothing, that means it's not working. Yeah, Corbin. <laughs> Same. Zane's a man. If The Fiend doesn't win against John Cena at Mania, it yeah. really is over for Bray Wyatt at WWE, to be honest. It's always the same superstars pushed every year. It's so boring. Feels like it's been a decade trying to make Roman Reigns a champion. Not really much of a mailbag question, just more no, of a statement, I guess. Um, Robert Werner, I've been re-watching the show Arrow, uh, which has got Steve Mell, you may remember, had a pa uh, match with mm. Pac in WWE against Cody Rhodes and King Barrett, and also a ma also match against Christopher Daniels at All In. My point is, each season of Arrow goes up against the big bad. Um, they do all the bad things throughout the season, then you get the big payoff of him taking out the bad guy. A good wrestling feud is like this, but WWE doesn't understand that. Hmm. Well, I should say Vince McMahon doesn't. I am learning that Triple H has caught on with NXT and AEW have done good in certain ways. I'm not certain what my point is now, I'm sorry for ranting. 
Um, thank you for all the great content. P.S. Cody Rhodes was a character in the TV show Arrow. Played a drug dealer. The drug they sold was called Stardust. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, you, what you're referring to is the is the hero's journey, yes. which is a Joseph Campbell coin term, where all myths and legends and, and Hollywood scripts all follow the same pattern. And they follow that pattern because it works. So that's why Arrow has that structure. Yeah. That's why all your favorite wrestling feuds have that structure. For whatever reason, WWE don't often book like that. They book against it. <laughs> Uh, Chris, hi guys, my question is, um, should we start using money as a way to explain wrestlers' motivations? For example, why do oh. two random female wrestlers form a tag team? More money if you hold the belt. Why does a heel champion not just get disqualified because winning pays more? Feel like it would get rid of a few plot holes and have some character motivation. Thanks, lads. I think that's a great idea. We saw it a bit with AEW last week and Cody and, and the commentary team putting over the bigger purse goes to the winner. Yeah. Um, Abraham, imagine this, you're funding a wrestling promotion, you can only have 10 wrestlers in it. For the sake of this, I'm considering only male wrestlers, and yes, I'm typing this out on International Women's Day. <laughs> um, and then list his 10. Um, if you could pick five wrestlers, uh, each if you want to, so you've got to like, put together a list of 10 people. And actually, I mean, what he's put together is Osprey, Omega, Brian Black, Orange Cassidy, Jericho, Bray Wyatt, Triple H, Keith Lee, and Cody. Mm, I like I like the use of Triple H there as mm. the as a sort of veteran and yeah. Jericho, I guess, as well to to stand above them all. Uh, oh, but you're just saying to run the promotion. Uh, it's difficult. Um, I would have Paul Heyman probably in there to to run it, and Jim Cornette just to see them work together. <laughs> but it, it's too big. I need to put a lot more thought into that. Yeah. Um, it's always funny, I've, I've noticed a lot, I was listening to uh, Gorilla Position this week, and they put out a call for like, hey, send us in some email questions. And about 70% of them were like, fancy book an entire WrestleMania. And uh, I find that we get that a lot with our mailbag and stuff. But it's just like, we don't have enough time to, yes. to fancy book things. Uh, Alex Kirkman, I'm a DVD collector. So do you think AEW will release their pay-per-views on DVD or Blu-ray? Cheers, is. Uh, I mean, so they haven't already? Uh, I, I would imagine not. I mean, I'll have a check, but uh, according, if you know, if this land is saying that they haven't. If they haven't already, I don't think it's likely. No. Because they do seem to be a very digital forward promotion in that a lot of their content goes on YouTube, not behind a paywall, uh, being the Elite, Road 2 series, yeah. all their extra content stuff. Is is that really? Yeah. Um, so it's just t-shirts and songs. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I don't want to destroy your sort of hobby, but I, I, I stopped collecting DVDs about 10, 12 years ago when I realized everything's going to be digital. Oh, yeah, it's a dead format. Yeah. So, so maybe choose a new hobby. <laughs> yeah. Our next question comes in from Callum, who says, Right, I've always wondered what casuals thought about WWE, so I got my dad to watch Raw for the past couple of months, and it's been on and off what he liked about the show. One of the biggest things he hasn't liked in the past month was the fact it's the same guy as champion from three years ago when he fell out of it. Uh, so Goldberg and Lesnar are the top champions, Becky and Bailey are champions as well. What he did like was one thing for the past was The Undertaker showing up at Saudi Arabia. My question is, how long do you think WWE have got left to build new stars before they go and lose more viewers? Sorry for the long paragraph. Oh, well, you know, it's, it's very underway. It's been underway for four or five years. That, that not building new stars plus three hour roars has driven away over half of WWE's audience in a TV viewership that was already declining by itself. Terrible long-term strategic decision. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of how long they've got left, 
They're secure on Fox. Yeah, they're going to they'll be a, yeah, they're around for a while. It's a very interesting um, sort of small bit of data that we've got there of this sort of casual fan that hates the fact that it's the same champions from last year, but the one thing that did excite him was the Undertaker, mm. who's been on top for thirty years. So I, I do th I don't think they're mutually exclusive complaints though, because there's one thing. It's like Undertaker Goldberg. Yeah, they're old but they're not overexposed. Mm -hmm. So you see them and you're like, oh, wicked, this is awesome having them back. But when it's the same people, you know, consistently over the course of years, yeah, you can get bored. Yeah, my worry for SmackDown currently is the Goldberg thing worked out so well for them as like a pop, like it, it popped the ratings. And if you've noticed from that show onward, every other show that's come subsequent of that is like, guess what Legends returning this week? Mm. Guess what? Hey, the NWO are coming back this week. Hey, John Cena's here this week. Hey, Paige is here this week. Hey, Jeff Hardy's here this week. And you're like, you've only got so many of those before you've actually got to say, by the way, Roman and Baron Corbin are on the show and Shorty G's on the show and Sheamus is on the show and actually start pushing the talent that you've got as opposed to relying on the NWO doing Alexa Bliss to pop a rating. I'm gonna... You say it now. John Cena's going to win. Oh, the, uh, dude, that's quite clear that he's winning. Oh, no. I had him down to win from the start of all this. Because WWE are going to need the ratings draws. They're going to panic. Cena's movie schedule, they're not going to put shoots on if people are having to have social distancing. I think Cena's getting the belt. Oof, Martin Harmon. I was listening to Moxley on the AEW podcast and he talked about his NXT experience and how rare it was for people to get called up and when you finally do, you had to make it count. Do you think one of the reasons why NXT talent has been buried in recent years is because they're not showing the same tenacity wrestlers used to as they're going to be main roster essentially knowing they should be over and Vince doesn't like that? No, no. You, know, you look at wrestlers, they want... They're going to put 100% effort into anything, especially if you've already got to NXT and you're good enough in NXT to get to the main roster. That is a particular type of individual who is very highly motivated. So no, I don't think they get to main roster and think, oh, well, that's all the work done there. <laughs> no, I think, it's, I think it's down to Vince. Yeah. Alex Davey, uh, hi all. I think it's fair to say I've got two passions in my life, pro wrestling and motorsport. You know, motorsport with the cars and the drivers and the touchdowns. Uh, I like them so much, I have for a while quite frankly started to blend the two areas together, i.e. when a driver is talking in a press conference, I think to myself, that was a good promo. Yes. So much so that when I wrote a piece on motorsports blog about what motorsports can learn from the pro wrestling world, to all the one person who read it, cheers. My question is, has pro wrestling had an effect on how you view other areas of entertainment or sport that you enjoy, and if so, in what ways? As you will keep up your consistently consistent work and from up here in Leeds wish you all the best and stay safe <laughs> with what's going on with Steve Carino thank you I love you goodbye Alex thank you Alex love you too yeah I think any any type of overarching narratives so Marvel movies comic books episodic TV shows I look at them in the way of, oh, they're really building Wilson Fisk as a good heel. Yeah, you and I, when talking about the MCU, you used to call it, oh, that's good long-term booking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, They've long-term booked this Thanos thing. And, uh, and yet, when I watch the news, if, a poli I, if someone does, does a good interview, a hell of a promo. Hell of a talk. <laughs> really? <laughs> Great on the mic. Really good on the Trump. mic. Trump, so, yeah. say what you will about him. Great on the mic. <laughs> Farage, I always say it, I don't agree with his policies, but that promo he cut when Brexit came to pass in the, yeah. in the European Union is a pipe bomb <laughs> level worthy promo. <laughs> 
uh, Dalton Sizemore, also around the office as well. We like there was we used to have a guy in our office who fr called everything a gimmick. Mm -hmm. It was like, oh, can you pass me the gimmick over there? Have you got the gimmick on you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, bring the gimmick <laughs> in tomorrow. Uh, Dalton Sizemore, I don't know if this has been brought up before, but have you ever thought of selling WrestleTalk stickers for laptops and cell phones, possibly giving them to Patreons at a certain level? Mm. Hmm. It is a good idea. Yeah. I, yeah, well, it's very low cost. Yeah. I, I, I don't know I what the appetite is for stickers. I love stickers. Oh, okay, maybe we'll look into it. Uh, Tom Dells, hope everyone's having a lovely time with the boys. My question this week, um, should the likes of Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, Chad Gable, etc., tell Vince they have Hispanic heritage so they can get put into US title feuds? Hmm. That's the question. I don't think it's as it's, easy as that. He said it does, it's got tongue in cheek for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Matt Field, just finished watching the Raw review where you said the American badass theory was a fan theory, and then I saw AJ mm, on backstage mm. where he said he was talking to Mark Calloway, the American badass, or The Undertaker when he said he was talking to all of them. Do you think this could be a bigger hint of a the fan theory could appear at some point at Mania as the American badass? Like when I said it was a fan theory on Reddit, my argument was it wasn't reported by. Uh, Meltzer or Sean Ross Sapp or Ryan Satin or anything like that. No one was saying the backstage plan is for Undertaker to return as the American Badass. It was just fans speculating that could be the case. And I still think that's the case here. Yeah, and I think AJ knows that. He would have seen the reaction on Twitter and he's leaning into it. Yeah. And it's, it's contextual uh, material to use for your promo against him. And my other, my other argument I would make on this as well is that WWEC... You know, we talked about this on the Raw reps, didn't we? The Undertaker entrance. You've got to be part of that spectacle of the Undertaker entrance that you don't get with the American Badass entrance, and they want to put on the big show. So I think we're going to get the dead man until the end of time. I don't really think there's a big clamoring callback for the American Badass. In an empty arena. Oh, yeah, quite. Um, yeah, at the Performance Center. <laughs> Uh, Reese Degnan. Uh, hello all, hope you're having a lovely time. We're about four years into the current brand split. I was watching the Ruthless Aggression documentary and had a thought. Within four years of the original brand split, WWE had created several stars for the main event picture from wrestlers who had not previously been considered for that role, like JBL, mm. Eddie Batista, Edge Cena, etc. In four years, can you think of any wrestlers who have actively benefited from the same brand split and have been elevated into the main event that wouldn't have without it? Kevin Owens. Yep. You know, he's, he's a universal champion right there. I think Seth would have always been fine. He, he was already a champion well going a champion, into the yeah. brand split. Yep. But you are right. He, he, you're clutching at straws. I don't think AJ would have got a world championship. I was going to say, because AJ won the belt post-brand split, didn't he? Because that was off Dean. And he, was, he built the SmackDown house. Yeah. Dean Ambrose is another one. But you can argue if he was ever really, truly pushed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, you, you are right. You and are right. It kind of like lists the sad example is Kofi. Kofi mm -hmm. got his push, mm -hmm. you know, and that was out of the brand split. Uh, James Dillon. Uh, so the XFL is not doing great. Steve coronavirus will hurt things even more. I think uh, the most mushy parts of my, I think in the most mushy parts of my brain, Vince will start tanking Raw to scare investors so he can sell to sell their shares so he can buy them back cheap. <sighs> Reno will affect WWE as well, so Vinnie Mac will want to buy those stocks cheaper than he sold them. No, no, no. Vince is a vain man. <laughs> and if you think that getting money is more important to him than having an artificially inflated market cap or more viewers, is I, I, I don't think that's the case. 
Uh, Jobber JJ, hello Swaff Nation and WrestleTalk crew. I've been watching uh, the build for WrestleMania X7 and the final few Nitros. It's amazing to look back at Bischoff, thought he'd saved the WCW existence. My question is, once TNT took Nitro off the air and the deal was off, was there a possibility of WCW being moved to another network? Tried to have a soup soup super safe day and wash those hands for a thumbs up party. Um, P.S. Here's a quote from Vince McMahon from 19 years ago. You know what happens to toys, Trish? After a while, you get tired of playing with toys. Playtime is over. Just let that sink in 19 years later. Mm. The question for you there uh, is that Bischoff tried. He Basically, his idea was he was going to buy uh, the WCW brand when it still had TV time on Turner, because Turner previously had owned it. Uh, but Turner didn't want it on their network anymore because it was a massively, it lost $69 million you know, in a year, wasn't getting any good ratings, no good buy rates. So they were getting rid of it. And Bischoff could not find another network for it to go on. In fact, even when WWF bought it, they couldn't get another network to put it on either because it was a poison brand that no one wanted. So no is the answer, really. They tried. Um, William, um, would you guys like to see uh, the Young Speed era on the main roster? And if so, how would you do it? God, I I, I'm over this now. The I, I, I feel like this was last year. Uh, I've seen enough bad NXT call-ups as well. So no, I wouldn't want to see them on the, <laughs> yeah. on the main roster, really. Um, yeah, I think I'm kind of in that boat as well, actually, at this yeah. point. Like, yeah, last year, like, do you remember on that Raw after Mania when we were like, oh gonna, my God. Now's the time, now's the time to do it. Who but could Kofi and Seth face? But instead we got Seth and Kofi mm. versus uh, The Bar. Went down well. Uh, Nicholas Walton, if we reach a point where there's no new, no new wrestling news to cover, is it possible, can we get some retro content on the main channel? I by no means want you guys to jeopardize your own health, but if there was a way to put out content remotely, it would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, I think, uh, I was thinking about this, you know, if the, I, the, the, the news cycle should still happen. Oh yeah. Wrestling news does, you know, even over Christmas, the wrestling news stories come out. Uh, so because no one in the wrestling industry sleeps. Yes. So we'll have to see, but if it did get to that point, yeah, yeah, maybe we'll probably make lists. Yeah. A lot more lists, video yeah. essays. Evergreen content. But stuff yeah. that looks back, you're, you're totally right. Well, Osprey's big boy. <laughs> he came into the studio to shoot that with us this morning. And like an idiot, I went to shake his hand. Yes. Like an absolute idiot. I went to shake his hand. You don't want to get wrestling the heat. It's it's automatic. You see a big burly wrestler, you go to shake the hand. Yeah, but it's also it's you know kind of a polite thing to do. But as soon as I did it, and he went, no, 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 we're, we're doing this. I was mm. like, you idiots! Of course he's not shaking hands. It's the whole point of us doing the show is because we're not shaking hands at the moment. It's a uh, yeah, but instead it's kind of like a a, a martial arts bow, mm. a respectful bow. Which is kind of cool. It is cool, yeah. I think we might, we should just start doing this in general. <laughs> is that a new trend? But were you intimidated by him being such a big boy? No, I'm. I always forget how big he is. Yeah, he's huge. Because I saw him most when you know in in person when he was I don't know a third off of what he is currently. You liked him before he was cool. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so weirdly, my mind still goes to that will. Mm. Of course, but, but you know, like seeing him on TV, that's TV will, that's a different will. But when you see him in the flesh, like, because we saw him last year as well, I'm yeah, he's, he's actually enormous. Yeah. 
He's a big boy. He is a heavyweight. He is. And he's tall. Yeah. Not a card at all, but it, it's, they've got very similar builds. But mm. I would argue Osprey's even more muscular. Uh, I um, And he was talking about living in Japan, and I just wanted to pick his brains about that mm. for ages because he was like, you've got to go to Japan. And I wanted to be like, I've been to Japan and then talked about it. Um, but we didn't really, we had too much stuff to do. So, you know, maybe on Monday I'll get to uh, chat yeah. about living in Japan. Yeah, but super Sometimes. nice guy. So jealous of it. Really, really, really honoured that he, he came to us. Absolutely, with it. yeah. Uh, and I, I said, How, this is an exclusive. I said, would you like a cup of tea or anything? And he went, oh, yes, a cup of tea. It's the best thing about being back in uh, back home in England. Because they don't make tea the way they make tea here as they do in Japan. It's all that green, I'm, I'm putting my words in now. Yeah. It's all that green tea nonsense. All that oolong crap. Milk and two sugars I know. is how Will Ospreay likes his tea. And do you know what? I was unsurprised. Yeah. Yeah, I was unsurprised that he was a milk and two sugars man. Also, I'm not going to tell him that he's a child, like I tell Pete he's a child for having milk and two sugars. Yeah, well, now I think Pete might be able to shut down <laughs> any tea-based banter. Because he can just say, I, I'll have my tea the same as Will Ospreay takes his tea. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just say in reply, well, when you look like Will Ospreay, <laughs> we will stop making fun of you. <laughs> Uh, a couple of emails I wanted to get through. Uh, the first is from Austin, who says, uh, I know you guys are big fans of 80s cartoons and toys. Uh, beginning to meet the creator of Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman, in a couple Ooh. of weeks. I want to see if you guys uh, want me to get you an autograph while I'm there. And if so, <laughs> what kind of thing do you want? Nope, just get it for yourself, uh, Austin. I've got quite a few things uh, signed by Kevin Eastman. I've had phone calls with Kevin Eastman. Uh, oh, in the check past. out this guy. Yeah, while wearing uh, Ninja Turtles pajamas as well. You went to a meet and greet in. Ninja Turtles pajamas? No, no, no. I was on the phone to him in my own home while wearing pajamas because it was late at night uh, for the phone call. Especially for the call. No, no. I just happened to be wearing them, and then I suddenly <laughs> noticed while I was on the call. Oh, I'm wearing uh, wearing Ninja Turtles pajamas. Did he tell him that? I did. What did he say? I, he didn't have much of a response to it. What else are you wearing? <laughs> what are you wearing underneath the shell? <laughs> Um, but we've also had this email because we got ah, a, a okay. package sent in the post from Sean. It says, uh, to the WrestleTalk crew. So this is um, an email to go along with the package. Uh, Greeting from the Midwest. I recently got back from C2E2 in Chicago where AEW had a big presence. They had a booth with limited merchandise and also had new action figures on display. <gasps> there was meet and greets all week. I was able to make it to the convention on Saturday and Sunday. It was really interesting going to Revolution as well, but it never happened and really regretted it a few minutes into watching you guys live. Kind of ironic that I was watching you guys on my phone watching a pay-per-view that was going on right across the street. <laughs> uh, a story I would tell the Young Bucks on the Sunday. I missed out on meeting Moxley on uh, the Sunday, but he was only there for a very limited time. Although, it, uh, I would have stuck out with my friend, I uh, would have got the chance to meet him. But I did get to meet and chat with the Young Bucks as well as Darby Allen picks are attached. Uh, I will say the other highlight was watching MJF interacting with people, including the infamous child he flipped off. Amazing. Personally, that guy knew what he was getting into and I think he used to get some free stuff and attention. I am all for this trend now, because I think it's right, of companies and people stop apologising. <laughs> I think more owners should be put on the idiots yeah. who kick up a fuss about stuff. Uh, 
Where did I get to? It's hugely liberating. I hope you guys enjoy the swag I got from the convention. I grabbed a few extras and figured I would send them to you guys to thank you for all the quality entertainment. Oh, thank you. I got back into wrestling around WrestleMania last year with all the buzz around Kofi and Becky, but my focus quickly turned to AEW and I've been a fan ever since. Went to All Out last year. Oh. I'm to making an annual trip. Thanks for all the hard work you guys do and uh, put into our enjoyment. So this is stuff from Sean. Thank you so much, Sean. Very, Can very kind of you. God, you should have gone to Revolution, though. Shows how it's it's easy to forget that the young bucks are not just you know they're mm. not just wrestlers. Yeah, they are the VPs of that company. Oh, cool. Well, these Some are AEW satchels. These <laughs> are satchels. We've got a few of them. It says AEW Dynamite on it. TNT logo there. Oh, that's there. awesome. Very, very nice indeed. Uh, oh, crikey, we've got quite a few of them. Wow. I guess that's one for each of the guys. There is one for each of the guys. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. Thank Thanks you for very much. Well. I might be cranking my microphone at this point. I was just checking there's nothing else to know that we've missed off. Thank you very much. That's amazing. Are you and checking for the money like <laughs> I do from my man's cards? Yeah. But uh, he also sent across uh, these photos of him with Darby Allen. Nice. Uh, and there he is with the Young Bucks. Ah, oh, cool. And this one, I, I really uh, I got a bit of a kick out of because there's nothing referenced to this in the email nor is there anything referenced about it in the package but he has sent a photo of him with uh, porn star Riley Reid well I think that's just for you Luke. <laughs> I think that one's for you yeah uh, that he met at a uh, I'm guessing a fan convention wow yeah so thank you very much I for feel very awkward at a porn star fan convention yeah well I don't usually I, the, the, the idea of interacting in, in a real-life environment with those people, I would find enormously embarrassing. Have we told the Randy story from... <laughs> <laughs> it might have been told on one of the SmackDown podcasts. But <laughs> we were at the pub a couple of weeks ago, and I can't remember how it started, but someone made an outlandish claim about how many things they could name. Yeah. And there is a, a, a drinking game that I love to play called Categories, which is where you say, I can name three Elton John songs. Of course, it doesn't have to be Elton John. That's yeah. the bit you change. And the person next will go, I can name four, and then five, six. And then someone eventually will say, challenge. And we did not understand these rules whatsoever. Did you not? Well, no, but I'm saying as a group, we didn't, because you would say, I could name three Simpsons characters. And then I would go, well, I can name 30. Yes. And so there was no like incremental, it was the just tension like, is gone. <laughs> it's just, I would go, I can name 30 in 30 seconds. I'd be like, okay, well then you go. It's kind of a game of bluff as well. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> well, you, we were not doing that. We just wanted to show off. And also it's insanely difficult to name over five of anything in 30 seconds when you've got a bunch of people uh, making Staring fun at of you. you. Um, I, I once played this game on holiday and my mate Jack could not name six things that began with the letter A. <laughs> and he got stuck, he was like, like he started off, Abacus, Aardvark. And then his brain just stopped for 28 seconds. <laughs> and he had to, yeah. And if you, you know, you have to do like four fingers of a pint if you, if you, uh, if you can't do it. Or, but if you can, the person who challenged you has to do it. So we're, we're going around, and then, you know, I can name five porn stars. 
Well, I think that was the first was that one. The first that was one? the first one that came up. I don't I don't even know how this came up. I think it's because I made a Riley Reed joke and someone said, I think it was you, you need to get a better reference up to date. point. An up to date yes. reference point. And I was like, she's pretty much the only one I could name off the top of my head. Mm. If you put me on the right. spot and said, name me a porn star, it'd be the first one I could think of because I've always used her as a punchline in various different things. And Andy said, I could easily name 10. Mm. And then you said, that reminds me of this game I love where you do the challenge. So you challenged him to name 10 porn stars in 30 seconds. And? Well, we weren't expect. I thought it was going to be funny whatever happened. I didn't expect Andy to then name eight male porn stars. <laughs> <laughs> and then struggle and then go, Riley Reid, um, and then name his 10th one. Which is fine, whatever you're into. Yeah. But it was just, we just found it very funny that he could only think <laughs> of male porn stars. Which I didn't know until someone said that. I can't remember what somebody was like, these are all guys. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was very good. But it, but it escalated quite quickly. I think someone named 25 Batman villains in 30 seconds. Yeah, it was um, Tom. It was Tom. Yeah, so GM Tom. GM Tom from mm. um, No Rolls Barred. Very um, impressive. Louis he did all the Pokemon as well. Yeah, Louis failed at his because I said he goes, he goes I could name NXT UK stars and I was like no, oh, get, name me 20 U NXT UK stars in 30 seconds and I think he got to about 12 and started to struggle it's a good effort though it was but a good you, effort you've got to know your limitations but he was also just saying them by their surname to be quicker mm. he would just go Devlin Walter oh no that's a bad example he'd go, Dev <laughs> go Devlin Wolf Bartel uh, but then he would just get to a bit and was like ah. I don't think he even named uh, the tag champs yeah. I couldn't tell you who they are. Is it Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews? No, it's mm. Wolfgang, I think, and Mark Coffey. Oh. Uh, I think? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, good, really healthy <laughs> promotion for the state of the independent scene in the UK. Also, uh, lastly, before we go, I just got this very funny. So do you remember Harrison's email last week about his Rusev Hayes from the Jericho cruise? Yeah. Oh, and there was a cliffhanger. Well, and also he was a drunken imbecile. Hey, lads, here we go again. As for always, I was quite intoxicated. Do not question my decisions. Well, we, you, you've got to learn from this, though. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass because everyone gets one. Every, yeah, but everyone you, always gets one. But you can't be... You can't do this kind of behavior. Because this makes it sound like the Jericho Cruise is nothing but drunk. Yes. Yeah. I mean, which it very well maybe. Okay, so I'm in the casino in the process of losing all my money. <laughs> I see this. Um, I'm going I'm to self edit this a little bit. I see a very attractive lady, right. not, the not the words he uses, right. um, all by herself. Time to turn up the charm. Mm. I go and start chatting to her flirting, mm. trying to get lucky. We talked for at least half an hour before I asked who she was here with, and she said she's only gotten into wrestling pretty recently. Uh, and she said, yeah, she goes, oh, I'm here with my boyfriend. Uh. Devastated to say the least. I say, oh, so where is he now? You've been sat here alone for quite a while. And she says, oh, he's just finishing up getting changed. He's coming out of a meeting. Now I'm very curious. And before I can ask who was your boyfriend, Luchasaurus walks in, gives oh, her a crap. hug and a kiss on the cheek. She says, hey, babe, this is Harrison. We've been hanging out for a while and smiles and I've got, a, uh, and I've got oh my no. eye on you look. 
uh, but agreed to take a picture with me. So that's the time I tried to flirt with the dinosaur's girlfriend. Luchasaurus knows what's up. Yeah. He knows what's up right there. Oh, 100% he knows what's oh, up right there. <laughs> what a stand-up guy, though, to still take a photo. I hope he whispered in your ear, <laughs> you're a dead man. <laughs> you're extinct. Uh, so we're going to draw it to a <laughs> close there. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, as I said as well, I apologise if this feels like a quite fragmented podcast. We filmed it over various different sessions with all the, the Will Ospreay stuff. Yeah, we, we in, in the background of all this, we are literally booking a wrestling show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, like, and this was, you might remember this from the Thursday, the AEW podcast, where you showed me one of the matches mm. on air, and I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Callum Newman, David Starr, yes, yeah. please. So, like, pretty much from about 2 p.m. yesterday, we've been trying to arrange all of this. Because bearing in mind, at 1 p.m. yesterday, there was no wrestling show happening on a Monday. Yeah. Um, so, And Will Ospreay was just a guy that we talked to last year. Exactly. So a lot of this has come together very, very quickly. Yeah. So we've been the incredibly busy boys. But thank you all for your patience. Again, apologize if this is a very fragmented podcast. However, what won't be fragmented is Pete and Andy back tomorrow for the SmackDown review in Ooh. the eerie, empty arena SmackDown. I'm so intrigued mm. to see what it's going to look like. Um, and then we'll see what's happening with Raw because surely that's yeah. going to be from an empty arena as well. Yeah. yeah. AEW's been moved to a small... So, you know, we'll see what happens. By the way, we'll be there. Take care. Oh, oh, before oh. you... Oh, sorry. Just a stumble. Oh, that's, that's such a good outro. Yeah. Go and, uh, go and support the wrestlers. Yes, there's a link for it in the podcast description. That's the, uh, the support wrestling screw coronavirus t-shirt, as we said earlier. All the profits are split equally between the wrestlers and the crew who are working for free on Monday's card. So please, please do support the wrestlers in this time. Can I do my outro now? You can. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.